Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moran. So this week on the podcast, we have Taz Kelleher. Taz is a producer, a podcaster. She is the uh, host of In the Shower with Taz and Marcus. And of course, she is the producer of Personality Bingo. It was the best to sit down with Taz. We talk all the time, mainly on Facebook, trying to organize podcasts, intros, guests coming in. There's a lot of communication that needs to happen. Like any relationship, sometimes it can be tricky. Um, just because of the nature of what we do, we produce a podcast on a weekly basis for no money. That's just hard. There's no two ways around it. So it was so good to get to sit down and talk to Taz about stuff other than just podcasting. Um, and just kind of talk about our lives, work some stuff out. It was great. Uh, you know, it can be tricky to do uh, a podcast like this. Taz is the best producer. It's incredible, um, that she is on board with this project. It wouldn't exist uh, without her. So it was so good because you know sometimes like I miss deadlines. We're both busy, uh, and sometimes it can be tricky. So it was really good to just you know like have the chats in a really like stress-free environment it was such a pleasure and uh, Taz I know you're listening because you literally make this podcast but thank you so much for taking the time to do it uh, you're the best and I love you lots you're a, 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 a quite stunning person um, in other news come check me out on stage I am uh, in the Tivoli Panto uh, we are doing Sleeping Beauty out there it's the Cheerios Panto uh, it's it's really a lot of fun I'm having a great time doing it it's a lot of work uh, and even doing this intro my voice is tired uh, it's been um, a long week we do a ridiculous amount of shows and a ridiculously short amount of time but um, it's all very good and it's deadly to kind of send people home with smiles on their faces which seems to be happening we just got reviewed by the Irish Times we got four stars so it is a critically acclaimed panto um, which is the exact thing that a panto needs critical acclaim um, no of course um, it's, a, it's a deadly show and you should come and check it out uh, in other news we will be bringing you guests uh, right through the Christmas and uh, next week we have Martin Maloney um, who you will know as Eddie Durkin from Hardy Books. He's also uh, just worked on the Damon Iver movie and is uh, working on Vikings at the moment. So he is a busy, busy actor, writer, dude. Uh, and it's a really cool episode. So that will be uh, out with you um, just before the new year, I believe. Um, and yeah, mainly a happy Christmas, guys. Uh, I'll chat to you in the outros. Please enjoy Taz Kelleher playing Personality Bingo with Tom Moran. Has Kelleher ready for personality bingo? Yes, I am. Sweet. This is going to be very exciting for the listeners because they hear your name every week multiple times. Yes, this is true. And sometimes when I talk about you, I make it sound like you're a ghost. Yeah, this is true. And I, I've, I've heard every episode more than any listener. I've listened to it more intensively than any other listener. Do you so. listen the whole way through? Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I also must say at the beginning of this, I'm a bit hoarse, but I hope I just come across as super sultry and sexy, you know? Very sexy. Yeah. This I'm usually like at least... I'm I'm so I'm such a squeaky person, but I'm going to be super low and refined. For That's this good. Episode. You're the sexiest ghost I've ever seen. <laughs> Casper, the sexy ghost. <laughs> if we named our episodes, that would be called. And naming episodes of podcasts can be good. It can. And it can also not be good because, like, it makes them. Because you could like judge it by the name rather than by like just that. Oh, I like this podcast, and I need to listen to see what it's going to be like. Yeah, you know. True. But these are the things that we've learned after 45 episodes. Madness. This will be number 46. <laughs> And then we're nearly at 50 for a big surprise. Big surprise that I will also be involved in and Ooh. I'm very excited about. It'll be me and the ghost. 
and multiple other surprises or not. Who knows? <laughs> it's all so mysterious. Right, let me give a quick explainer of how it all works. Not that you need it. Uh, but I have 60 balls here, 60 questions in front of me and 60 minutes on the clock. You've got five numbers in front of you. Will mm-hmm. you do me a quick favour and read out the five that we've randomly generated? We have 12. Yes. We have eight. Yes. We have 35. Yes. 57 and yeah. 44. Nice. Will you do me a favour and pick out a sixth number of your choosing between one and 60? I'm going to do 19. Ooh, Why? Well, it's the 19th of December tomorrow, and it's my birthday. Happy birthday to <laughs> Tash. That's great. That's it, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 there you go now. And I feel conflicted as to whether I should have known that or not. I don't think I should have known. No, absolutely not. But I, The amount of people's birthdays I only know because of Facebook. Like, I'd be lying if I didn't say that that was the case. You know? Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Thank you very much, Tom. Are you going to be 23? 23. Ooh. Ancient. Getting old. Yeah, I better start picking out my casket. Do you feel old? Um... I feel like I can get away with less, even though I know there's going to be people listening to this who are like 15, 16, I'm like, fuck off, you're 23. But uh, yeah, no, I feel older than I did when I was 19, but maybe not older than I did when I was 21, 22. Interesting. I wonder, has like the way like, I don't know, this sounds weird, but like the way like social media and technology and gone and that like everyone has access to more stuff earlier make people feel older sooner. Yeah, that's very true too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think it's also like a constantly, like our generation is constantly thriving and thriving, like striving, striving? Striving to thrive. Yeah, it's, that's exactly it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So you're always looking ahead, always looking ahead. I was actually just talking to my mom about this yesterday. Yeah. The way I was at a family do yesterday and everybody was asking me, what's the next plan? What's the next plan? What's the plan for next year? What's the plan for the year after? Whereas I know she was saying in her generation when she was 23, she was working in a motorbike shop and that was her job and that was going to be her job for the foreseeable future. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. kind of like, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I am. It's good. It's great and it's brilliant. And there's so many like brilliant people that like are you know so young and have achieved so much. And at the same time, then like, uh, you know, then sometimes you know, as someone who was young and like trying to achieve, then sometimes you're like, oh fuck, like I need a fucking break. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like interesting to find that balance. We're not even in the episode yet, Tom. I mean, what is the episode? <laughs> right, let's give it a spin. Oh, I should say that uh, if you do get your six numbers, you might be the person to do it. You'll get that. Would be very apt. That would be amazing. That would be very apt. I'd kind of that would be like that'd be Shakespearean in its in its perfection. Uh, that would mean that the tables are turned and you get to ask me a question, which sounds like a great idea. But um, anyway, uh, so all good. All good. Let's give it a spin. All right, here we go. Jesus, that was very aggressive. All right, number six. Do you have it? I do not have okay. number six. No worries. Number six question is, if you couldn't do what you're doing right now, what career would you pursue? Um, well, currently I'm doing podcasting and graphic design and I, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. I love it so much. I'm in such a lucky position to love what I do every day. But if I wasn't working in the creative field, I actually originally wanted to do law, believe it or not. Um, to be honest... It's kind of the same reason of why I wanted to get into radio and media. Um, I just loved being in front of people and talking out loud, which sounds so vain, but I wasn't like, I wasn't into theatre, I wasn't into drama. I was more into like debating. And I was head girl and I used to love being in front of my whole year and doing speeches, which is the cringiest, nerdiest thing in the world. But uh, because of that, I kind of, you know, saw myself possibly being in a courtroom and standing in front of someone and going, here, here. Yeah. Do you, where do you think that like comes from that like love of attention or I, maybe not love but like need do you think it's a need I don't even think it's so much a need for attention because like I said I wasn't I was never I was never into like music I was never into drama I never wanted to be on stage and with friends I didn't want to be the centre of attention at all but I think it was it, I think it started from I, I always adored reading and then in primary school 
um, I was I was probably I was behind on loads of things, but I was probably up on kind of like my reading age. And the teacher used to always get me to read out loud in the class. And I just love that because maybe, you know, I wasn't necessarily good at maths, wasn't good at sports at all. And from a young age, I kind of knew I was good at like reading out loud because I kept getting validation from it. So I think it probably all started from there. Because you're probably like legitimately one of the most like the foremost or like most well-informed, certainly like very high up in like the Irish podcasting world. Thank you. I think that's like fundamentally true. So what... Like, because you were really good when we met to talk about this, about, like, talking to me generally about, like, podcasting and the world of podcasting and how it is one of the most um, quickly expanding worlds in the world. Mm -hmm. So talk about that for a minute. Um, Well, I was was really lucky to study in America for a while, which you did as well, Tom. Mm -hmm. We both studied in Columbia College, just kind of a few years apart, or two years apart, probably two. But before that, I suppose what happened was, how it all kind of began was... I did media in college, I did film and broadcasting and DIT. I originally wanted to do television presenting, kind of, was kind of, you know, in and out of that, didn't really know if I liked it or not. Then I made a documentary just for college. It was on a shaman Indian guy and I was editing it and I I realised that I was editing his voice to loads of cutaways of nature and the critique from my teacher, he said, it it may as well be, you know, an audio documentary because it's just... It's like almost like the Angelus kind of style. Do you know, like it was just, there was no flow to the images that were being seen. It was just kind of, the edit was just on the on the audio. And I kind of thought more about that. I said, M- maybe I should look into audio documentary. And this and then I found podcasting. This American Life was the first podcast I listened to. This is years ago now. And it was one of those things where I listened to This American Life, my first episode of This American Life. And... I knew I, I I was like this is this is what I want to do this is like unequivocally what I want to do and then I studied in America for a while and I got sponsored to say an intern for Post Loudness which is a podcast network that runs out of the Cards Against Humanity office in Chicago and then I came back here and I started my own podcast kind of in the middle there it was kind of just a tester podcast it was called Moments it was you know some were good some were absolutely terrible but it was just you know to get a taste of it and then yeah I came back here started working with Head Stuff got involved with the Dublin Podcast Festival, Personality Bingo, I have my own podcast in the shower, and yeah, just loads of kind of bits and pieces along the way. Like, what's really interesting about it is, there's two things I want to talk about. First of all, the fact that, like, you know, you mentioned, like, moments as, like, a tester podcast, because I kind of did that as well. I had a podcast called Cold and Awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, like, the same, like, as in... It was it was quite good. It was and it was essentially like what this podcast is, except this is just streamlined into like a really good format. You know yeah. what I mean? But like it dealt with the same stuff, and it was very like free and stuff like that. How important do you think it is to like? Because ultimately, what you're saying is you opened yourself up to do something a bit shit with the view to do something like really good. Mm-hmm. And I, I, by the way, I like moments and I like listen to moments. But in the shower, yeah, it's really good and it's really tight. How important do you think it is like to open yourself up to kind of do something shit to learn how to do something good? I think it's the same with absolutely everything, you know. Um, whenever anybody asks me about starting a podcast, and I'm getting it honestly a hundred times more than I was three, four years ago, the thing I always say to them is just start one. It can be absolutely shite. The only the only list could be your granny and your mom, but just start it, you know, because you're never going to know, you're never going to get better unless you try something, try something out. And it was through moments that I kind of, you know, like you can look at listenership and, and realise that more people listen to the episodes that were short, so maybe that's kind of my style or more people listen to the episodes that were long, maybe that's my style or, you know, you can kind of, you can kind of go through, go through the episodes and see what worked. So far in the shower then, again, cause, and I listen to so many podcasts, so 
if you want to start a podcast, not only do, should you just start one, but you have to listen to podcasts. You can Im- imagine if, uh, you know, some of the most well-known directors in the world, if they came back and said that they, they weren't really into listening, uh, into watching films, you think they were insane. But you'd be su- so surprised the amount of people come up to me and say, I want to start a podcast. And I'll say, oh, so what, what, like, what kind of style of podcast do you like? What are your favourite podcasts? And they'll say, well, I actually don't really listen to that many podcasts, which is just bizarre. So, yeah, like, listen to loads of podcasts. And from listening to loads of podcasts... I suppose the in the shower idea kind of came along where, sorry, I'm going off on an absolute tangent here, um, where um, people were saying that they didn't have enough time to listen to podcasts. So I was thinking, when in the day is there a, a space of time that is wasted, that like people's ears are free? So I thought people shower at least once a week, or at least you'd hope so. So to kind of create a podcast that can be listened to in that time. So people say they don't have an excuse not to listen to it. And I wanted it to be like kind of 15 minutes long, the time you're going into the shower, undressing, yada, yada. And something kind of interesting and different every single week. So that's how we came, came along the idea of listeners sending in questions that they've always wanted the answer to, but never looked up. How often do you shower? I shower. Do you know what? I think I shower too much. I wash my hair every time I shower, which is apparently wrong. Me too. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, you lose your you lose all your natural, luscious, juicy oils. It's mm. gross, isn't it? But they sound smelly. Yeah, <laughs> they are. I think. Well, actually, there, we did an episode on showering, and everybody showers too much. You should be using like a quarter of the amount of shampoo you're using. Really? Yeah. Well, I I don't. Being smelly is one of my biggest fears. Amen to that, Tom Warren. Amen. In every sense, like. Yeah anything like and I'm sure I'm sure like it like it's a natural thing like and obviously sometimes it's okay like I like exercise a lot so it's okay to be smelly after mm-hmm. you exercise and stuff then you go in the shower and that's what it's for but like the idea of like being in work or something and then you leave the room and then someone says oh my god like they yeah smell so that bad. is one of my biggest reasons do you know what I was talking to my friend Neve about this over the weekend we were down in Killarney and she was saying apparently smelly people's sweat smells more if they're not drinking enough water not a problem for me. Yeah. So there you go. That makes sense, doesn't it? It does, because like, it's clearing everything out. Yeah. I guess. On that note, I'm going to have a lovely... Do, and I'll give it a lovely spin. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Number 13, Unlucky and Bingo. Do you have it? I don't. Unlucky in life, too. Yeah, right. What are your thoughts on 2017? 2017. Great year. Yeah, great year. I think... Yeah. Well, like, politically horrific year. Yeah. Global warming, social issues, pretty bleak also. And, you know, if we keep on that route, we can, it's a pretty downward trajectory. But for my life, it was a great 2017. Yeah. yeah. What are your, like, highlights? Oh, highlights was, like, starting in the shower and it becoming a success. It's great. I love it. Highlight was graduating. Highlight was, like, getting to a good mental health state being like being happy in myself truly um i made loads of friends this year i'm just yeah just enjoying the everyday yeah mm-hmm. what like what was the key to like getting a better like mental health state do you reckon i think cuz i was always i suppose being in a creative career i was going to doubt yourself i think and a lot of it is doubt and a lot of it is like for me personally, I was I was constantly looking too far, like five million steps ahead, that I was letting everything pass by me. Um, and like that just leads to so much, so much anxiety, your mind being constantly filled with worries. Uh, so what led to it? Just kind of being more present in the everyday and realizing, like when I, when I kind of work myself up, I just try to tell myself, 
like it doesn't matter like think of the grand scheme of things in the world the, like it doesn't matter because you, you know you know when you get really awkward about something that you said to somebody 10 years ago or these kind of like little anxieties that build up or if you made it uh, like you know if you did something bad in work and you got bad critique for it and you're kind of you know you're kind of anxious about it grand scheme of things it doesn't matter you know mm. it's amazing how hard it is to remember that though yeah oh absolutely yeah like if there was yeah because you know there's them people that just don't give a fuck mm. like they don't care like yeah. uh, like like that like you could say so, like something like uh, yeah just like a simple criticism but sometimes they can be hard to let go of like depending on your personality but like it's a real like it's a real blessing curse kind of thing because the thing that makes you like probably somewhat neurotic about that sort of stuff is also the thing that probably makes you really good yeah you know what i mean but it also probably can be the thing that like you know you waste time or you it gets in the way of your positivity you know what i mean it's, it's such a double-edged sword yeah i think it's also like acknowledging what's going on in your mind and not trying to push it out so i kind of went through a phase and I feel like it's a, if anybody's in a in a, a downward rut and they have a doubt in their mind, they're going to bad thought in their mind, the first instinct is to try to push that thought out of your mind completely. Whereas I think this year, more than any time in my life, I've kind of learned to let that thought set in my mind. You know, like let the thought of, shit, I don't have enough money to pay January's rent right now. Like get rid of that thought. Your life is good. Get rid of that thought. Don't think about it. Don't worry about it. And instead, let that sit in my mind. And kind of acknowledge it and realize where my worries are coming from, and kind of letting that thought leave again. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it's good. Do you like? Do you do stuff? Do you uh, like? You know, go for walks. Do you meditate? Do you do any of that kind of thing? Um. Yeah, I go for walks. I do. I definitely go for a lot of walks, which is kind of like my thinking time. I write. I I keep a journal. Oh, do you? Yeah, absolutely. And just talk to people. I think it's really important because you never know what's going on in anyone else's life as well. Mm -hmm. And somebody might not feel as comfortable speaking about something like that as you. So if you mention it to them, it really, you know, it could make a difference to them as much as you. Yeah, do you know what's really funny? Um, uh, a lovely person um, came up to me about this podcast oh, like a while ago. Um, and they, they, they asked me, like, how's your mental health podcast going? And I was like, like and it was so funny because I kind of like at first I didn't get offended but I got like a fright I was kind of like well it's not like I was like what Cause yeah. I, I don't want to have a mental health podcast it's just not I think yeah. that would be great but it's just not what I want to do and then and I was kind of thinking about it for like a while after it's like oh it's a mental health podcast because the podcast where you kind of talk about like things that you don't always get to talk about yeah. and like that that translates as mental health for people because as you said like if someone can hear something that they only hear from their own head and then they can hear it come from someone else's yeah. head suddenly their own head doesn't feel so scary mm. it's really interesting like yeah you know so that was just yeah so you're right it, i mean talking to people is good what about your journal you, like is it an everyday kind of thing whenever you feel like it it's not an everyday kind of a thing and i'm kind of like i go through phases where i write in it all the time and i don't write in it at all but uh because I hadn't kept one in a while and I found one that I wrote when I was about 12 and 13 and it is absolutely hilarious. Like I was reading back and I was dying laughing. Um, I was just such a like a, a worried little kid. I know it was so it was so sad reading back now, but it was so funny because like now looking back at my childhood, I was like, I was the happiest kid in the world. Everything, I was so easy going, happy and go lucky. And I was, but uh, it was funny to see you know, some things didn't change. I was still such a warrior when I was 12 years old. So it's kind of reassuring in a way and it was also fucking hilarious. That would make a great podcast. Yeah, it would actually. To go through your old diaries. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. You, and you get seasons of that going with different people or like if, however many you have, like that would be fucking epic. Yeah. Um, but hey, we'll say nothing. <laughs> I, when you say something like that, it makes me want to like diary, which I don't do. Like I write, but I don't like, I don't write about m my life normally. It's like, yeah, it's probably like my life filtered through like, you know, characters or something like that. So, um, but there's something gorgeous about like 
Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a lovely thing about podcasts too because it's kind of like this podcast for me, obviously, you know, I'm talking to other people and we're largely talking about you too, but inevitably, like, it becomes a conversation. So it is kind of like a weird way of documenting, like, it's this podcast is kind of like my own little di- diary in a way. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Like, um, you it, should start the episode. Dear Diary. <laughs> Dear Diary, welcome to Personality Bingo. We haven't learned any of your secrets yet because nobody has asked you a question. No one's got to. I know. You're doing pretty badly too, yeah, so we should horrific. go for a spin. I'm just going to answer all these really, really quickly. Right, here we go. Number seven, do you have it? I do not have number seven. All right, number seven. Do you have a favourite photograph? Ooh, do I have a favourite photograph? I have loads of favourite photographs, but the one that springs to mind is... My mom used to dress me in matching clothes to her all the time. Oh. So uh, there's a picture of both of us in my old garden because I used to live in Dunboyne, as did Tom. Woo! Fun fact. Um, very random. Very random. Yeah. But we're both in matching denim dungarees with a little uh, white knitted jumper underneath and we just look so happy. Oh. That, I love my mom. That's great. You love your mom? I love my mom. That's great. Do you talk like often? Um, we do and we don't. Like, we, we chat on the phone like, like you know a few times a week. Do you feel pressure to like go home and be with your family? Yeah, definitely. But I I enjoy it also. Do you know the pressure also comes from me because I'm if I don't go home for a month, I will feel it in my heart and soul that I need to go home. I'm originally from Mullingar, so yeah, it's nice to get. Yeah, I do. I I think I feel more pressure to go and visit my granny. Uh, she's like ninety four, an incredible woman. But you know yourself. Yeah, like you're just aware that like yeah. there's like. You know, anyone, like with everyone, like there's a limited time that we yeah. get to spend with everyone in our life, but especially when someone's old, yeah, I completely yeah. understand. Yeah, she, how is she? Is she like, is she fit and healthy? Yeah, she's as sharp as a pin. She's an absolute gas woman. She was telling me a story actually last time I was home um, about the big snow of 1963 and her next door neighbours, her next door neighbour's father passed away during the storm and they couldn't get to the funeral home. So her dad and her next door neighbour's son had to build a coffin, like a makeshift coffin in the turf shed and put the body in the coffin and walk to the graveyard. But it was just, she's just such an amazing storyteller. She was telling me this from 1963. Everybody's names were as sharp as it was, as if it was yesterday, all the details. She's a, Yeah, she's an incredible woman. People of that generation have incredible memories, to yeah. speak very generally. Like, it's unbe- like my granny's the same thing. She thinks that she has an awful memory and she thinks that she's like she's an awful hypochondriac. So she thinks she's getting like Alzheimer's or whatever. She has the most amazing memory, especially for those like specifics, yeah. you know, what like her mother did, her father did, how many brothers she had. Amazing. Yeah. And yeah. like we like we can't like you know I, I really impressed myself today because I had to give someone a phone number and it was from like my best friend from when I was like from like forever and I and I remembered it because but I don't I wouldn't know anyone's phone number now do you yeah. know what I mean like so I it I think that it it's so funny how like our little phones like they just they hold everything for us yeah. so our brains just don't yeah they're kind of scary it is scary it is scary like it's in fact now that I think about it like what I do for a living like as an actor and having to learn lines. It's probably like harder for our generation to. Oh well, sorry, I don't know. Is this true? I wonder. Is it harder for like my generation to do it? Because like we're just not used to having to hold anything in our heads. Yeah, this is true. Like learning lines for plays, like that's the most information you're kind of ever gonna have to take in now for like anything, almost. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Okay, like maybe for if you've got like these crazy exams or something like that. But it's amazing how your head just adapts and be like, I don't need that skill anymore. Bye bye. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of weird though because I feel like more than ever. We have our our mind is holding on to a more vast amount of knowledge because of how much we're bombarded with knowledge from the media. Like I know 
me personally, I know more about what's going on in the whole entire world in terms of knowledge of the entire world than, you know, my parents or our grandparents' generation. Like in that kind of sense, we're expected to know more and have more in our mind and remember more. Whereas, say, my granny generation, that would have been irrelevant, but you would have been expected to know everyone's names and everyone's addresses and everyone's numbers, you know? It's weird. It's a great point, because I was thinking when you were talking about the year 2017, and I started to wonder, well, okay, yeah, 2017 was a really bad year. Funny, so was 2016, right? Funny, I, I, don't, I, I don't remember, like, exactly the specifics of 2015. I just wonder, is, like, don't get me wrong, I'm so aware that, like, of the terrible things that have happened this year, and there's... So, uh, there's like on so many levels between like the political stuff like all the sexual abuse stuff there's so much awful stuff I also wonder like is it just because we have access to everything now that like like not to say that it's always it, like I mean first of all it's, it's probably always been like way worse than this for the most part this mm. probably is like the best safest course, time yeah. to ever live I just like wonder like we're definitely not meant to know as much as we know like the great thing about like our grandparents is they they knew what they were meant to know as you said they knew like the names and like the details of the people around them and they'd have a kind of understanding of what was going on in Ireland and maybe in the UK and maybe like peripherally like in America but they didn't need to know anything Mm. beyond that but now we know everything all the time about everyone in an instant yeah I just it's a lot oh it's completely it's bombarded with information and so you're expected to know it Say, for instance, if somebody is talking about, you know, going on holidays to a country that's, you know, it could be in the middle of nowhere and you don't know where that country is. You'd be you'd be embarrassed to say, where is that country? Or, you know what I mean? Which is which is mad. But yeah. Yeah. I'll just Google map it. Yeah. Like, but what what like what happened? And, and like, so, so with all the information and I know, like, we take it in. But like when I have to, when like, you know, you're like having a chat with a friend, you're like, you can't think of like the name or the song or the football or whoever it is. You're like, I'll just Google it. And you Google it and that's fine. And then like, but I wonder, like, do I actually remember what I what I googled? Did I actually learn it, or did I just know it in that instant and said, "Oh, yeah, it was Mario Balotelli," and we moved on with our lives? Yeah. And now I still don't know who wears number twenty six for Juventus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. It's weird. Like, do we actually like ingest that? Because I just wonder, like, like sometimes I see people who are like amazing, like kind of like online activists, and you, you see these like people who you really admire, and they, all they do all day is tweet Donald Trump, and I understand why because they think that that's the way to make a change and I mean they're doing it like completely earnestly and it, it probably is like making positive change on some level I don't know but like I just know for me I don't think like maybe I'm very selfish but I, I think if I did that all day I'd just feel crap yeah oh you have to look after your head as well and it's kind of you saying there that you know looking up something might not be going into your head long term but I think it would be extremely unhealthy if everything that we saw on Facebook everything we saw on Twitter everything we googled was constantly being fed into our long-term memories because for the most part, it's completely irrelevant knowledge to, you know, to the greater part of our lives. Yeah. Mm. It's weird the stuff you remember. Like, even think back about, like, the stuff that you remember that made you really sad as a kid or, like, that one time. Like, I can think of a time in school where we were playing football with a load of friends and I got shouted at because I made a mistake and I cried. And I really remember it. And, like, why do I really remember that? Okay, it was probably, like, somewhat embarrassing and traumatic to, like, cry in front of your friends. And I was, like, sensitive. And, like, that's kind of embarrassing as a boy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And these kind of things. So I, I know where I remember. But, but then think of all the other shit that I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. That just, like, you just let it go. It's so interesting the way your brain, like, prioritizes. Now, this is an important, like, thing for you to remember. An important, like, lesson for you to be forced to learn or something. Yeah. It's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder what parts of, like, our lives are, like, this conversation we'll remember because we won't remember yeah. all of it. Yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. I mean, at least we have this to document it, but, like, we won't remember. Yeah. It's interesting. Right, Very I'll give it a spin. So, you, I, I, <laughs> I have to give you a chance to at least get a few numbers. 
Okay, here we go. Number 25. Do you have it? I don't have 25. No worries. God Tell us something that people consider surprising when they learn it about you. Ooh, uh, something that people consider surprising about me. I don't know. Well, maybe, I suppose, I was chatting to my best friend Neve about this over the weekend. And we're kind of, you know, how people with, like, you know, like varying mental health issues are the people you least expect. And, you know, I've kind of come in and out of struggling with my mental health, as, as of most people. And I'm like, I'm really, I am a hypersensitive person. You know, I take a lot of things to heart. And I suppose that might not necessarily be the persona I put out 99.9% of the time. So maybe that's what people find surprising. Oh, I didn't know that. And I find that surprising. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I would see you as very like, um, brash sounds like a bad thing. What's brash mean? Like, I just mean like upfront. Yeah. Like kind of like to the point. Yeah. Yeah, I know. No, And I would be to the point, but I would... Like, things would niggle in my mind that somebody has said or something that I've done would niggle in my mind and I'd remember it, you know? Okay. I think I give off a front that I don't care what everybody thinks more than I actually do. Right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Because, like, that can kind of come from two ways. That can be... Because that in itself can be, like, a defensive thing because you're like, oh, if I act like I don't care, then people will think I... I don't care so like they're not going to try and if, you know affect me positively or negatively because like yeah. so, well she's her shit together it doesn't matter it's interesting like and where does that where does that like come from do you reckon I don't know I've just been I'm very, I've always been quite critical of myself and I don't I really don't know where it came from I think I like I've always especially reading the diaries that I found when I was 12, 13 I've always been super sensitive but I've also been uh, a real person to just get on and like you know get on with it and in college, I was always kind of a get on with a kind of a person. So, you know, I, 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 I think that's kind of, that's kind of the shield is I'm just going to get on with it. I've got my shit together. I'm going to keep going. Um, and yeah, behind it, maybe I might be a bit more of a worry, a worry worse. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good, like, cause look, everyone's going to have their little like defenses. Like, so that's a pretty good one. Like to, is to like keep plowing on. Do you, you're a middle child? Middle child. Do you what do you do? You, what do you buy into like that? Like as a thing? Because I mean, let's talk about stereotypes. Stereotype would probably be that they're like somewhat like, I mean, the oldest gets a lot of attention because they're the first there. The youngest gets kind of a, a lot of freedom because you know, well, we've done it before, yeah. and um, they also kind of can get like doted on because like they're the little baby of the family. Yeah. So then, like inevitably, then the middle one becomes oh, the neglected, left behind one. Yeah. Like, what what do you make of all that? I think I was definitely, I wouldn't say I was an exactly left behind. I was also the only girl with two boys. So I think that that kind of played against that in some way. Yeah. But my older brother, Shane, was an absolute shit as a teenager. He was a terrible person. Um, now we are best friends. But uh, back then we murdered each other. He used to get in so much trouble in school. And I was an overachiever in school. I was head girl. I got, I got really great points in my leaving cert. You know, chairperson of student council. All that kind of stuff. And I think that was probably subconsciously was a retaliation to be like you're giving Shane all this attention because he's being a terrible person look at how amazing I'm doing um, possibly but yeah isn't that interesting mm. that makes so much sense yeah like yeah I like I yeah because it's so like it, it's so I had this I don't know why I had this phrase in my head and it doesn't like it doesn't I think I think I might have made it up I think I think 
I Philosopher Mourn over if, here. If someone wants to get a quote of mine tattooed, <laughs> this is probably the one, guys. But it was like, um, it's not, no, it's not even a quote, but and it's just a rephrasing of something that like loads of people say. But it's like make your dysfunction like your your function, mm. and it's like it's interesting not to say that like that that, that like that, that part of your brain that wanted to do that is a dysfunction, but like in any anything that is kind of like. Um, a feeling that like is somewhat like forced upon you because of circumstances outside of your control, that could potentially be dysfunctional. Sometimes those things are like, for example, if someone is like an alcoholic because like you know they don't feel like they can come out as gay and that's the only way they can mm. cope is and you know for example like um so like that you know that would be a dysfunction but and then like you know the function that could be like destroying your life which would be awful so like what like you know a, like a really like if we were to use that example as like well the you know a brilliant function of that if you were in a position where you could do that would be to you know like I don't know like volunteer at a call centre where people who are struggling like to come out in like weird circumstances something like that yeah. you know what I mean so like your way of doing that because I just often think about that and oftentimes your creative people it's like oh so like rather than and again I'm putting no judgement on this for people who have turned to drugs and drink or whatever the thing might be because they're not the same I'm drawing a weird parallel here anyway like that like when something crap is going on in my life certainly like the thing that I generally like will do is it'll probably in like a couple of years like come out in a play or a piece of writing yeah. that I do or like you know um, even like sometimes if I'm like going through like a breakup or if I'm like hurting about something it'll just make me want to work harder mm-hmm. or like it will make me want to like exercise mm-hmm. more or be like well I'm going to like have a play done in like two months and like again the dysfunction of that is like maybe there's a part of me that's like well that's a fuck you yeah. to that person like I'm still doing my thing like that's the dysfunction but it's it's really great when you can make your dysfunctions really functional. Well, that's exactly what I meant when I said earlier about learning and something that I've been learning to do so much more in the past two, in the past year, two years, is when a thought enters your mind, whether it's sadness, whether it's worry, whether it's, you know, whether it's me being like, I need to work harder to hopefully get more attention. It's allowing that thought to come into your mind and not pushing it out and trying to acknowledge where that thought is coming from. I think that is such an important thing. And like doing that is even even as absolutely stupid as it sounds but it doesn't matter to anybody else or to how stupid it does sound if you want in your head to think well maybe that has been linked to this tiny event that happened way and however many years ago and that's how you can rationalize it in your head then so be it but you know i am a firm believer that you know the thoughts that come into your mind and what enters your mind are there for a reason and if you're feeling down it's there's it's a there's a reason if you're feeling happy it's a reason you know you don't feel happy just for being happy. You don't feel sad just for being sad. And each of those feelings are completely as relevant as the other. Um, it's yin and yang. If we didn't have one, we wouldn't have the other. So it's acknowledging those thoughts when they come into your mind, trying to rationalise them and figure out where they came from and getting on with it as opposed to just ignoring it. Mm. Do you ever mess with like therapy or like counselling? Do you ever like do Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I have. I've, I've done it before and I've found it hugely, hugely helpful. Um. Like I was in a, I've been in a lucky enough position where I've never been like in the pits, do you know? Yeah. But it's kind of been more so, you know, maybe I'll just go and chat to someone and kind of like see what's going on in my mind at the moment. Um, but I think it's hugely beneficial. Yeah. It's one of them weird things, isn't it? Like, you know, because I'm sure we've all had it like in our lives where like, because certain people really push against the idea of it. Yeah. Which I understand because I, I, I'm sure it's not for everyone. I personally think that it's great and I, I've like had, you know, good experiences and bad experiences because like 
um, like I've seen a few therapists and it's like so important like find someone that you like mm-hmm. and who gets you like the other day I was telling my therapist and she listens to this podcast sometimes she might hear this and I so don't mind saying it like I was literally just like sometimes I wonder if you're a shit therapist like do you know what I mean and yeah. that's the dynamic we have yeah. and I can say that to her and like it was you know par- partially like in jest but I was kind of just saying like sometimes I feel like you're a bit easy on me because sometimes she's just like what we'll be talking about like a thing going on and she's like no I think you're like doing all right you're kind of doing the right thing and yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like open for like criticism or whatever and i'm yeah. kind of hoping she'll like you know fix yeah, me or something yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's just like well, yeah no, no i think you're right i think they're like they have like some issue and, and you can't really fix it so whatever and um you know it, it's so interesting so it's like it, but it's a it's a weird thing when you want to like because you know we all have friends and like they'll come to you like we we're talking about earlier and you want to like help them and just uh and then, like, at a certain point, you can listen and listen. You can kind of give advice where it's suitable and, you know, listen when you just need to keep your mouth shut and, like, be a sounding board mm-hmm. for someone. But then, ultimately, like, there's sometimes when you're just like, oh, it'd be so great if you'd, like, just take that leap. Do you have any, like, what would you, like, have you ever had that experience where you, like, wanted to, like, point someone in that direction and try to oh, find absolutely. an appropriate way? And it's I feel like it's such a, I'm from the country and in the country it's the most taboo thing in the world. Really? Oh, my God, usually so. I didn't even know mental health was a thing until moving to Dublin. Um... And it's hard for people, it's it's hard for people to admit that they need counselling. And it doesn't, I know people who have, have no issues, are the happiest people in the world and they would go to counselling maybe once a month or they just feel that they would, you know, they want to go and talk about their feelings. It's such a healthy thing. Imagine not going to the dentist or a doctor for five years. You just, it just it's just crazy. Um, just, you know, I think it's so important to just normalise it. That it's a completely normal thing. It's like a routine checkup in the doctor. Um also, I know a lot of people kind of complain about how expensive it is, um, and it is so expensive. If you can afford it, it will make it an, a, lo- a lasting difference to your life, and it's your life at the end of the day. It's it's worth making it as enjoyable as possible. I know that there's also loads of places around the outskirts of the city, it's which is kind of like training counsellors and training uh, psychotherapists and stuff. That uh, I will put, I'll be writing the show notes for this, so I'll put down a few links to those services if anybody wants to point their friends to them it's kind of you know a vol- it's a donation based or 10 euro per session real cheap if money is an issue because I know that's such an issue as well when it, when you look at going to counselling yeah but you're right I think that's a huge myth about it is how expensive it is because it's not as expensive as people think mm. like at all so that's great and look it was a self-fulfilling prophecy my podcast has turned into a th- <laughs> yeah, into oh a mental god. health podcast it's just happened he was right all along <laughs> oh my god oh Right, let's give it a spin. Right, number 34. Do you have it? I have 30, goddamn five, and 44. Tom, I am the producer of this podcast, and I'm I'm willing to think it's a fix. You can rig it if you want. Can I rig it? You yeah. should have told me that about 15, 20 minutes ago. I mean, hey, it's I had too my, late now. my question planned. This is the one question that I, I keep meaning to change, and I always forget, so I'm going to flag it. But I'll just ask you. Do you want to be the last person that's ever asked a question? Okay, go on. The shit question. Okay. It's not a shit question. I think... All right, I'll tell you, because you're the producer. I wonder, could I guess the question? Yeah. Actually, no, but then I might offend you by guessing one of the questions <laughs> that you really like. That's my <laughs> favourite question. <laughs> what do you think it is? Go on. Um, what do you think of James Blunt? No, that is a shit question, though. It I is a like shit question. All the, a, lot of, a lot of your guests are like... Uh, that's a bit weird. Yeah, it was a it was it was a good it was it was a good idea in my head. Yeah, fair. and then and then I was like, all right, okay, so there's only so many things. That's a good question to ask someone twice. I mean, you're gonna get loads of tweets and it's gonna be like, screw producer Taz, keep the question. Yeah. Okay, what question is this? The other shit. Now we're just learning. I have loads of shit questions. <laughs> the other shit question is, tell us about a moment in your life that you would describe as a close call. Oh. You see, it's a shit question because it's a really leading question. I think I kind of like when I was making these questions, I was trying to think of like. Go, like 
anecdotes that I have that would be like drawn out by certain topics. Yeah. And like I have a really good story about. It's not, it's, sorry, it's actually not a really good story. I just nearly died a few times. I was like, <laughs> it's not a really good <laughs> story. I just uh, like nearly died uh, a few times. And I, I don't even know how close I was to death because you never even know. I just like thought I was gonna drown. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, I wonder if anyone else nearly drowned. <laughs> so maybe I just stood out. I haven't nearly drowned. I actually haven't had no close to death encounters. Okay. Mm. Until this podcast. That's great. Yeah. See, it's a shit question. Yeah. But sure, look. It, well, it's here I now. I wish I had a really, really great answer, but I just don't. All right, look. Well, the, the, the good thing is that I've now marked it and I'm going to replace it with another one. So Can we think of the question now? I, I thought of it in the middle of this episode. Okay. Let me workshop it with you. Okay. I think it's kind of interesting to ask people about like where they come in the family where they asked you about your middle yes that's pretty good yes that's a good one okay I like that okay yes. so let me just write it in just so we don't forget and that's going to be gone fantastic let's move on maybe we should just do this every few like weeks with the podcast just to keep me on my toes you know any <laughs> shit things we just we, we can find another one to get rid of James Blunt maybe because yes, it's yes, time for yes. him to go maybe The Rock as well it, they're too specific they're very specific that's yeah. the problem alright okay we're fixing the world uh, number 11 do you have a role model I don't have number 11 okay do I have a role model Um, I will probably super cringy say my parents are hugely my role models I also love like r- podcast role models would be Ira Glass and Alex Bloomberg and I never really grew in, growing up I never really growing up had you know kind of a, a, a single role model um, but close close to close to me would be definitely my my mum and my granny wow mm. so what is it about your mum that like you know she is the most incredibly thoughtful and caring woman you will ever meet in your life like I don't think I could be surprised by how thoughtful and caring she is I and mean, she will surprise me and be more thoughtful. Like, I'm just going to give you an example of this is this is not even the most amazing thing that she does, but this is just her in a nutshell. So there's three of us. The day that she found out she was pregnant with the three of us individually, she got a big leather bound journal. Um, while she was pregnant with us, as so I'm going to use as my journal, when she was pregnant with me during the pregnancy, every single day she wrote in the book what was going on in her life right there that that day, what was going on with the pregnancy right then and kind of just give all the details. Then when I was born, she wrote in it every single week until I was three years old um, about what was going on in my life. Did I make any new friends? Um, how my personality was developing? Between the age of three and 13, she wrote in it once a month. Again, exact same thing. You know, uh, you were super moody. We bought your first bra today, yada, yada. And then between like 13 and 21, she kind of wrote in it sporadically. And then her 21st birthday, she gave us each individually our, our journals that are... My, it's my life in a journal that's like 15 centimetres wide. Oh my God. That's so gorgeous. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm tearing up a little bit. Yeah. That's so sweet. It's incredible. And she's done it each and individually for every single one of us. Wow. And even when things are going shit, like Shane's one, Shane, my older brother, and I, I mentioned previously, was a shit as a teenager. And he's, he said, reading back, he feels so guilty because mom would say, you know, things like, I, it's so, I just can't get through to you. And yeah, you know, there's like varying things, happy and sad moments. And, like, how incredible is that? Where did I get her from? And the thing is, like, if you're ever a mom, you're going to be so shit if you don't do that. You have to do that there now. There is no way I can be as good as her. There's no one, no way anybody can be as good as her. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Do you, do you ever think about, like, that about kids, if you want to have kids at some point? Oh, I think, like, if I had kids, it would be, like, the thoughtful things would be the most important things. Mm. And being creative. And my mom, 
it, we always had an art press in our house. We didn't have a lot of things growing. Like we weren't well off in in any way um, until like while we lived in Dunboyne um, before we moved to Mullingar. And we used to just have simple things like uh, we didn't have, you know, the most amazing games that we had this big press of art supplies. And every Friday after school, we'd sit down and do an art class with my mum. So we have, you know, we'd make so many different, just different things. We'd draw pictures, we'd make pillows. Um, that's like, you know, that's something that I definitely want to bring to my kids and things like that. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a great answer. Yeah. All right, sweet. Uh, okay, number 36, do you have it? 36, I have 35. Oh. oh my God, 34 was already asked. It's a pity. Oh. How do you feel about the age you currently are? How is, you, how is the age you're going to be tomorrow? Oh, this is so exciting. 23, I feel like, I feel like, uh, it's, it, it's, it's so annoying because I, I wish I didn't think about it as much as I do think about it. Tom, you're drinking Pepsi. What? That is terrible for you. Oh my God. I feel so out Everybody on this podcast who thinks that that Tom is an image of health. He's drinking a litre of Pepsi Max. It's not a litre. His and teeth are already browner. It's sugar free. <laughs> I feel so shamed right now. This is the shit I have to put up with. Imagine if this was just the day the podcast stopped. <laughs> We're just like, we quit. The day the podcast stopped. Um, the, day, uh, the age I am, well, the age I'm going to be tomorrow, I'm hopeful. I don't think I can say, you know, I'm only... I think you can say like, you know, sure, I'm only 19, sure, I'm only 20, I'm only 22 at the end of the day. 23, I feel like maybe you pull up the socks a little bit higher. Yeah, but like, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, what that, are you going to do that, different? That's like, that's exactly it. I'm like, do you know what? If I keep going the way I'm going, I'll be happy. Yeah. I always make this wish that is the cringiest thing in the world. But genuinely, if I'm as happy tomorrow as I am today, then that's all I can wish for. That's really good. Especially if you're having like a happy day. And I'm going to Disneyland tomorrow. What? Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's the best. I know. I'm so excited. Like in in Paris or in Flor- Paris, in Paris. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, you're Disney. Yeah. That no no no. I, yeah, I don't know which. The, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm very excited. Whoa. Okay. So yeah, because I mean it's a weird thing because like age and like you know the new year and like you know a birthday or whatever like it just you know they're just like these little you know earmarks for us like as in our life so you inevitably kind of like reflect a little bit um but it's a weird thing because obviously yeah like like you said you know you want to first of all the happiness thing I mean that's really important mm-hmm. but then you know like you're doing all the stuff you're doing great so it's like what are you gonna what are you gonna like do you want to hear a fantastic story please and I always this always makes me feel better when I start to worry about age like my boyfriend is is considerably older than me um I'm getting older oh shit when I'm 27 should I be thinking of getting a mortgage for a house when I'm 30 should I be thinking about getting married when I'm 35 should I be thinking about this and like trying to put a life event down to a number and when I start to get worried about this I think about this story um my mom's friend Martina um got married uh got divorced and moved to a different village when she moved to a different village, instead of telling people that she was 50, she told people she was 40. Started a whole new life, has a whole group of friends, is loving her life, living the dream, everything is normal, and she's 10 years younger. She's hanging out with people who are 10 years younger. She's going out with people who are 10 years younger. Nobody knows any wiser, and it doesn't make any difference to life. Until you ruined her identity. I know, but do you know what I mean? Like, no, that's, I get you. Who cares? No, I get, I get you. So, but... Like, why did she have to lie? Because she thought, like... I know, I understand, I understand. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, like, okay, like, age could be a barrier to entry to a group. Because, yeah, I, no, I, sorry, I do understand. So that, yeah, like, if she, if you came up to, like, a bunch of, like, 
40 year olds and you're like this 50 year old they'd be like who's the weird 50 year old wanting to hang out with us I mean I'm being very like judgmental yeah. and that's not what really happened it's probably happened. more relevant for like you know 20, 30 year olds or 25, 35 year olds maybe you know right. like that 10 year gap like for example if like you were t- talking about it like really like basic bitch terms like if you were looking at like something like say Tinder for example like you can literally pick the age of the people that you hang out yeah. with and your mum's friend just found a way of like beating the system yeah. so to speak Yeah, which is great because yeah. like I mean but it's so true like I'm sure I think you have this experience as well I was actually thinking about this on the way up like of um, I think on a certain level hmm, how do I say this properly uh, yeah do you know what's good about podcasts is that the internet is so angry and the people if you like type the wrong thing people get really mad and I think that it's because they can't look in your eyes and they can't hear your voice whereas I think in podcasts I still never want to say anything stupid like and sometimes I check myself which might not be the most entertaining thing but maybe that's part of the fun of it but like people are a bit more forgiving because they can hear your voice and they can kind of hear like the humanity of it anyway that's a complete tangent um what I think is, do I, when I forget what I was going to say now, that'd be so awful if I tangent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I tangent. Made this like spongy ground for the statement you're about to say. Got it. I got it. Go. Spongy ground was helpful. Um, that if you are doing like well in um your like life or career or like you know we were talking earlier about like wanting to be a high achiever and if you're doing that sometimes that means that you're put into situations where there are people who have been doing the thing longer like for example if you've like been you know working your butt off and you start to like no oh wow a little like climbing such and such like you'll kind of find yourself hanging around with like older people you know what I mean like I think you mm-hmm. mentioned just a minute ago that yeah. your boyfriend's like older uh, and like you know even you know being around like head stuff we'd be two of the little like yeah. young guns like partner in place and you're like two years younger than me again so um, but it's interesting like how that affects your personality and how that kind of like affects your relationship with like meeting other people your own age not like I hope that doesn't sound like I'm saying like oh, I'm better than anyone my age I don't feel like that in the slightest but a lot of my really close friends I would find um, some of them would be like you know three and four years older mm-hmm. and it it, and it's weird because on some level like I feel like they're older and I feel like they're a bit smarter and I feel like they're a bit wiser and a bit funnier but in the same time like I feel real at home within that yeah it's just so funny it's so irre- irrelevant because I know I've always liked that I've hung out hung out with people who are older than me for absolutely no reason. I could just as well be hanging out with people who are three years younger than me. But just the case it is, I, I tend to hang out with people who are older than me. And I used to be embarrassed to tell them how young I was. And I know that they were probably embarrassed to tell me how old they were. It's just so silly, you know? It's like, if you're friends, you know, why does it matter? Yeah. So I'm just going to say, I am Wendy. I'm living in Neverland. It's not my birthday tomorrow. And I'm eternally 22. Wendy's such a shit name. It's such a shit name. Could you not have picked a better name? Wait. Peter Pan. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you just listed a fairy tale. No, Peter Pan. He lives, stays in Neverland. He never grows old. Oh, yeah. Oh, was that the j- joke you were making? Yeah. Sorry, Tom. I thought you were just... Sorry, I tried... Tom, Peter Pan in Neverland never grows old and I'm Wendy living with Peter Pan in Neverland. Sorry, I thought you were making like a... He calls himself a theatre head. I mean, it's Peter Pan. Peter Pan is a phenomenal piece of children's literature <laughs> okay but I'm just saying that I thought you were like Martina Ingus and just like uh, oh sorry okay like taking a pseudonym you didn't know that we entered the mythical land no and I was just saying that in real life Wendy's a shit name yeah it is a shit name but there could be some Wendy's listening to this Tom I like the name Wendy well Wendy <clears throat> please stop listening I don't want you anymore <laughs> alright here we go oh two came out right we'll go for the first one number 55 do you have it 55 I don't have oh, no. You had 44, right? But 44, yeah. Do you consider yourself photogenic? All about the photos, though. You take a lot of photos, though. I do. Or I, you have photos on your wall? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't <laughs> creeping in your window. I think you, like, posted about <laughs> it on social media. 
I do. I take. I actually don't think I'm particularly photogenic. I was chatting to my to again my friend Neve about this. Sorry, we were just away at the weekend, so all these memories are fresh in my mind. And she mentioned to me, I think I might start stop smiling with my teeth because I like pictures of people when they're smiling with no teeth. And then we both looked at each other and were like, that's so stupid. I smile with my teeth. I'm happy smiling with my teeth. So I don't think I'm particularly photogenic, but I like I will always smile and be goofy and be kind of like you know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be a poser in pictures. Yeah. Because I don't think that's a uh, a good representation of me as a person. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Like p- pictures are weird. Pictures are like there's um a friend of mine and he's newly single and he is um you know doing the date naps and stuff and uh, he was just like we were talking about it, he's like pictures are so important. Mm. He's like I I like because you know um we're working together at the moment which makes it uh, and we're just working a lot so like <laughs> it's really funny and like he's trying to like he's just newly single and he's kind of like you know enjoying himself he just wants to like meet people and stuff and he was just so we're, we're kind of like in the room together all the time so he's constantly going like what do you think or whatever yeah. like and just looking at so many pictures of so many people and like if that's how you're dating now like having good pictures is so important or you know it's definitely happened to you where your friend is seeing someone and you ask to see a picture and I say oh no they don't look good on Facebook definitely how ridiculous is that yeah mm. it's weird it, it's weird and there are some people that just look really different in real life like most people look it's a weird thing like um, have you ever have you ever used like a dating app and met someone and been like oh you look nothing like what you look like I actually haven't okay I've actually never been on dating apps but I have met loads of people who you know I saw on Facebook or Whatever I did, and thought they looked quite different. Sure, and like, and that, and so that's they're kind of they're they're. It's good to draw that parallel because that's an interesting one when you're meeting people on Facebook or you you've seen someone on Facebook and then you meet them in real life because like there's kind of no contract there. Like they can put up whatever they want on Facebook, but like with a dating app, there's like some kind of like unspoken contract that like you should look like your picture. Like you really should. Yeah. I I think that you should because I think it's kind of dishonest to not like, and it's kind of sad that you would feel like that you didn't want to look like your picture, but it's also kind of not cool on the person who's meeting you because you're both signing like this superficial contract that like we are really, okay, there's a little bio, but for the most part, like Tinder's about like, do you fancy someone's photo? Yeah. So if the photo isn't really the someone, then when someone shows up and they're not the someone that they said they were, that's not cool. Yeah. It's weird. It's kind of sad. It is a bit sad. But it's also kind of weird to like, it's weird to... And like it, it's just it's just weird how it's all changing. Like I wonder, like it's probably just inevitably just going to get rarer and rarer and rarer to like talk to someone like in a coffee shop and like they become your wife. Yeah, I think so. I think I think, but I think it's going to go up and then go back down again. Yeah. Uh, like there's such a revolution with things. Like even like look at CDs and when CDs first came out, oh vinyl is dead now. Nobody's ever going to listen to a vinyl again, and it kind of came back around again. And that's happening with so many things. And I think there will be a revival. Yeah, I think it would be good. I mean, I think, like, they're both good ways. It's just, it would be great. And I don't know, does this happen? Because, but, like, like, is it weird? I, I, uh, I, I wonder, like, is it weird to go up to someone in a bar now and try strike up a conversation? Do you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, like, I I would always find something like that weird because I'm just, like, a bit awkward about that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, like, so, like, I completely, like, empathise with people who are doing that thing of, like, he- like, because like it's it's not scary. Date naps aren't scary, really. You know, okay, they might be scary if you're afraid you're gonna get like murdered based on your picture. Realistically, that's not gonna happen. Or someone looking in your window at your photographs. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm your friend, um, but like, do you know it? Like, is it, it like? Because that's the fear. Like, you go up to someone like in a bar and you, like you know you just say like, what? You see, what the fuck do you say? Mm. She's like, let's. I don't know what you say. Like, what do you say? Like, you having a good night? Hey, my name's Tom. Can yeah. I get you a drink? What? Like, what do you say? 
Whereas on a dating app, like, it's easy because they've written a little bio so you can, like, take a clue from that about what you say. You can, like, talk about where, like, their little picture, yeah. where that was taken. You can, like, do a little pun with their name. You can do loads. There's loads of things you know how to do. Right, you know, it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. I think... I think... I. I think there's still conversation out there. I think it is getting rarer, but I don't... I, I, I really dislike hating on the present and hating on the modern and hating on, you know, what's to come. And, you know, back in my day, back in my generation, the whole world is fucked. I don't... I think I think it, there's bad and there's also good. I think that people are, uh, you know, because of all these... Because of dating apps, because of social media, people are more connected than they've ever been before. So that's a positive as much as it is a negative. Um, and... I know exactly what you mean, but, and I, I think that people are getting worse at starting up conversation, but I think it's not all negative. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. I think I think they're great. And I think that once you find someone and talk to them and kind of feel safe, then you should go meet them. Yeah. And like have a real connection. Because like, it's inevitably just different when you don't meet someone in person and you're typing, but it's still, I mean, yeah, like so many people have like fallen in love that way. So it's obviously completely legit mm -hmm. it's great right will we go for another spin let's do it alright here we go number 38 do you have it no oh man we're like it's heartbreaking we've got like 10 minutes left I wonder will any of the listeners remember my numbers I can just make up that I get the next 6 yeah well <laughs> let's <laughs> let's test our listeners memories uh, number 38 uh, if you had to get a tattoo what would you get if I had to get oh, I have a tattoo you do yeah what do you have this one Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's just on my arm. It's a little crazy Th girl. That's really cool. Thank you. I never noticed that. Yeah. Um, it's, for the listeners, it's kind of like, it's a little stick girl with crazy hair because when I was growing up, I used to always, when I was drawing little girls beside uh, princess houses or beside the houses or beside whatever, I used to always draw crazy hair in them like their hair going all up. And my teacher used to always say like, what? Like, do little pigtails, do do their hair down. What, what's the story? And I'd say, no, it's a crazy little girl. This is a, this is a me little girl. She's a crazy little girl. So that's where that came from. That's deadly. Mm. Um, if I was to get another tattoo, I really don't know. I really don't know. You have no desire? No, I've no desire to get another one. I've had that one probably about six months now. Um, and I know people say it's super, super, super. Uh, like, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Super, uh, it's super, like you want to get one again. It's super addictive. Oh, yeah. You know, and when you get one, you want to get another one straight away. I thought about this one long and hard and... No other one is in my head at the moment, but that's not to say there will be someday. Yeah, I love, that's a good tattoo. Thank you. Well done, you. All right. I always feel like when I talk about tattoos, I'm like judging tattoos. I don't care about people who get tattoos. <laughs> I just don't want one. I'm kind of afraid it will hurt. Um, did it hurt? Uh, no, oh. I got it actually done in Bangkok. Mm. Risky. Very risky, I know. You could have come out with a penis. I could have, yeah, I could have. Look, it didn't happen, so let's not think about that. All right, you could have been a ladyboy called Wendy. <laughs> yeah. Would have been great. Okay, number 45, do you have it? No, I'm 44. Oh, man, it's a tough day. It's have day. you ever or would you ever consider seeing a fortune teller? I haven't. I'd be very scared. I'd be very scared that it would, it would dictate how I lived my life. Yeah, that's my fear too. Yeah. But I think I might do it. I always think I will do it. Say, so what if, like, I'm very happy in my relationship at the moment. I love my boyfriend very much. What if the relationship, what if the first time tells me, the relationship that you're in at the moment, it's not for you. Or like, yeah, they say, you have, you're have you going to meet the one in like six months. Then and like, obviously it's going to... Then you're like, but I kind of like, you know, in some part of my brain, like in every relation, you're kind of like, well, they might be the one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... So no, not for the moment. But I know, I know some of my friends who are obsessed with going and love it. Where do they go? Which ones? Do you know? They're all over the place. I feel like they're all called like uh, Mystic Meg or 
you know. Your tattoo kind of looks like a fortune teller. Does it? I'd, I'd, she, if she had a caravan at Galway, I'd go in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, go on. <laughs> she could, could come out with another penis, though. So, uh, All right, okay, we'll go again. Um, number 26. Do you have it? No. All right, no worries. Whoa. This big, is a heartbreaking oh. game. <laughs> I mean, it's a tough podcast. What is your most treasured relationship with someone over the age of 65, your granny? Granny. Okay. Next one. Uh, yeah, we talked about your granny. Yes. She sounds she's great. She's, no, she's 94. She's exactly the way granny looks. Small, bent over, white curly hair. That's all you want? Yeah. The dream. Right, number 33. Do you have any unusual fascinations? Oh, fascination. Fascination. Uh, You know that song? Garode Farley's podcast? Fascinated. Um, Do I have any weird fascinations? I... I... I'm obsessed with colour. And I have to... Like, I'm really, really obsessed with matching colours. So if you like look at an outfit that I ever wear, there will be two blacks. There will be two like it's it's weird and it's kind of hard to to describe it. But if you see me, you'll know. Like say if if I have I have a mustard bag and I'll only wear that if I'm wearing my mustard scarf and like I'm wearing a maroon jacket and I'm wearing a Beatles jumper that has one of the guys is wearing a maroon jumper and like yeah, that's kind of like matching colours. Wow, mm, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, nice you big weirdo. I know it's, it's it is odd. It is odd. All right. Number 22? No. Okay, your former age. Well, your current age. Yeah. <laughs> Just about. Did you ever get detention in school? Yeah, I got detention literally one time for mitching. Did you? Yeah. What did you do when you're Mitch? I walked around the school. What a loser. It oh. wasn't even a good one. I wish I said that I you know, went out to the lad's school and shifted a boy, but no, just walked around the school. <laughs> oh no, did you like have a mate with you? Yeah. Would have been worse if you were by yourself. Yeah, true. I would have been really sad. Yeah, it would have been sad, actually. That's like a little short film. <laughs> oh, that's making me sad now. Uh, so you just walked around your shit school? Just walked, walked around my shit school, yeah. Did you have a shit school? No. Yeah, you no. don't seem like... You were, You know, it's weird, like, people who kind of, like, you talked about, you know, being in student council and stuff like that, to me, suggests that you liked school, so then you inevitably think your school wasn't shit. Yeah, like, it was shit, to be honest. It was it was shit up until about fifth year, and we got this mad, huge renovation. I went to Loretto and Mullingar, which is a it's a public school, uh, but it kind of has people from all walks of life, which I really enjoyed. Nice. Yeah. All right, we're nearly... No, we're, we're doing it. Okay, we've got like seven minutes left. Okay, okay, right, okay. So, Six <laughs> questions, seven minutes. Yeah, doable. It's completely doable. Number 30. No. Okay, well, maybe not. Uh, number 30, what co- kind of student are you, were you, aside from a mitching little fuckhead? <laughs> mitching little shit. I was a very good student, but I got along with all the teachers and stuff, so I, I kind of... I was an early kid without being a SWAT. Are you, like, booky smart? Yeah, oh, I don't think that's true. Like, the Leaving Cert was just, mem- like, memorising things off by heart. So, yeah, like, I got really good points in my leaving cert, but I think it was just tactical. It's, you sit down and you, you figure out what was asked last year and what's going to be asked this year. Uh, I was book smart, but, like, I wasn't, book, like, a genius or anything. Were you know? street smart, though? Street smart? No, I was I was definitely more book smart than I was street smart growing up. Well, how many is, points did you get? I got 550. Whoa, mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. That is a lot. Yeah, it's a good, good amount. That's a lot of points. Well done. Thank you, Tom. It, it really stood to me later in life, I have to say. Yeah. Those points. Anybody out there that's studying for your leaving cert, it's so important for the rest of your life. It's going to stand with you. For, I'm obviously taking the piss. Mm-hmm. It's the most irrelevant exam you'll ever do. I know that's a lie. That's a lie. You need to get into college. but Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's kind of shit. Yeah. It's shit time. My brother's, your brother's doing it as well? Yeah. No, my brother's in first year. Oh, he didn't do TY? Yes, yes, yes. I see, because our brothers were friends. Yeah. This is like... A weird version of the Blood Tom Brothers. Tom is my brother. <laughs> I am your father. 
<laughs> your mom is my favorite person too. <laughs> sorry, not an appropriate joke. Tom! Moving on. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. Number fifty-one. No. <laughs> this. How have you? We've gone through so many, and you've nothing. You're so shit at your own podcast. <laughs> it's so bad. Number fifty-one. If you could choose one person to chat to one to one, who would it be? <gasps> who would I talk to? Just to give you a second to think about it, you spoke to like my one person probably. Really? You interviewed him. Yeah, Glenn Hansard. Glenn Hansard. Yeah. I'm going to see him for the second time in two days tonight, and I saw him in November. Yeah. Like I'm so I'm embarrassingly in love with him. I've never met him. Uh, he'd be like a dream guest for this podcast, and you've like sat down, chat to him, got him to sing songs. What yeah. a privilege! Yeah, it was an amazing man. Really great man. Such a such a sound man. I'm so glad that he was sound. Yeah, he was very sound, yeah. Because you know when you love someone so much and you're just afraid someone's going to be like, yeah, they're a dick. And I remember, like, at that award ceremony, this is a disgusting detail, I was running around all day and I remember, honestly, being like, Tara, you stink. And, like, that's the only time in my life I remember smelling. And that will, that will be my, like, overriding memory of that award ceremony when I was interviewing Glenn Hansard that I knew I smelled. I'm probably going to cut this out. <laughs> I think it's a lovely detail. I'm just going to drop it into the rest of the podcast so you can. No, that's so funny. Yeah. One on one with any person. I don't know. I'd, like Michelle Obama, I think, would be incredible to chat to. Yes. Yeah. I'd love to chat to Ira Glass. I was going to say. Um, Starley. Yeah, loads of, loads. Yeah, it's yeah. There's a lot of fucking great people out there, and like I mean, to chat one on one, like I mean, it'd be because I've met like some, like I I kind of recently met Tommy Tiernan, who's a real hero of mine. But like it was in a, it was in a shit circumstances, and I don't think I like it wasn't like I you know stormed in and like this private thing, but like it was in this setting, and I don't think I was only there because the person I was with was there. But I don't think that person was particularly like not welcome. But there was just a weird environment when we walked in. So like if you could like. You know, sit down one on one. It was like an organised thing, and they were totally open to it. It'd be yeah. great. I mean, Michelle Obama, she's a pretty special lady. Yeah. Ira Glass, amazing dude. Yeah. With his little voice. Yeah. His little, his little tiny voice. voice. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's go for a, one last one. Let's, okay. Let's try get you. Do you want to spin it? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Make it. Make it. Make it rain. This may be a teaser for what's to come for episode fifty. Oh God! You, you span it Sorry. the wrong way. You, oh shit! Sorry. Right, you need to. I still got a number. Practice. Thirty. Five. No, you're lying. <laughs> Fuck. It's thirty-nine. It's thirty-nine. It was thirty-nine. No, I, I didn't even get one. That is appalling. It's so. That's so sad. Anyway, right. What is you? Uh, sorry, if you weren't the nationality that you are, what nationality would you choose to be? You're Irish. I'm Irish. I was recently in Canada and they were like the Canadian people are just ridiculously friendly. So it's not a stereotype. No, listen to this. I was there at my boyfriend Marcus. We sat down, had two rounds of drinks each. So we had two drinks each. We were getting a bit hungry. Said we'd uh, split a sandwich. Went up to the bar, ordered a sandwich. Didn't arrive after about half an hour. Fuck it, we'll order another drink. At this point, three drinks each, still no sandwich. I go up to the bar and I say, listen, um, it's no big deal, but I think you may have forgotten to put in our order. The manager comes down to us, oh my God, I'm so sorry, comps all of our drinks and only charges us for the food. That's amazing. And they're like, we, we, we were obviously saying to them, oh my God, you're so amazing. Thank you so much for doing that. And they said, no, you're amazing. You could have gone crazy. You could have kicked up a fuss and you didn't. You're amazing. I left feeling fucking amazing. <laughs> Taz, I agree with the Canadians. You're amazing. 
Oh, stop that. That's great. This has been a great episode. This has been way overdue. Very, way overdue, yeah. We did it. Yes. We did We did the episode. Amen to that, sister. This was really good as well. This is all in now. It's just us commenting this. Well, I mean, you can take it out. You're the boss. Who knows what's going to happen? Taz Gallagher, thank you so much for playing Personality Bingo. Thank you so much for having me. Do me a favour. Tell everybody about your wonderful podcast, uh, all the different bits you're doing, any social media and all the good stuff. Absolutely. So my podcast is In the Shower with Taz and Marcus and it's a 15-minute podcast aimed to be listened to In the Shower but you can listen to it anywhere and we answer the mysteries of the world so you don't have to. Thus far we've answered questions like why do we never see baby pigeons? Why does our hair turn grey? Why do we have a dominant hand? Is there a correct way to wipe your bum? Why do we dream? And loads, loads more. By the time this episode comes out we'll be on episode number 18 so there's 18 to binge listen over your Christmas holidays. It's deadly. Thank you, Tom. Uh, any, you're not a big Twitter, you're an Instagrammer. What's your, do you, any of that stuff? I'm Taz Kelleher on everything, but I don't use Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fuck with Twitter. Yeah, I, I, I just, I've, I've kept off it, and I know if I go in there, I'll be opening the can of worms, so I'm just going to step back. That is fair. Taz Kelleher, thank you so much for playing. Thank you, Tom. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. So guys, that was Taz Kelleher playing Personality Bingo with Tom Moore. And a massive thank you to Taz for taking the time to do it. As I said, it was deadly to sit down and just have the chats. We actually recorded an episode like months ago, right at the start. And then we kind of just didn't release it for ages. And then it kind of didn't feel like it was relevant for us and where our lives were at. So we just didn't put it out, uh, which is the only time that's ever happened. So it was really nice to like kind of write that wrong. And we got this one out. And I'm really glad we did because it, it was a fucking brilliant chat. And um, Taz is a superstar. And I think this is a really great episode. So please do share it with a friend. Um, I feel like people have really... Uh, been taking more time to just kind of say like thanks for the episodes or like sharing them or whatever that might be not that anyone owes us thanks but it's just really it's just really nice to know people are listening to be honest that's all I'm trying to say um, so if you are one of them people who've gotten in touch thank you so much uh, if you can continue to do that and just share it on your Facebook to be honest it's just kind of leaving a trail um, that this podcast like exists and that people listen that's kind of important because uh, it's not one of them things that I don't really track like the listens like majorly because it's kind of irrelevant like the podcast is what it is and uh, I love doing it and people seem to enjoy listening so if you are one of them people give it a share give it a like do all those things it just helps us it makes our life easier and it makes it that little bit more worthwhile um, in other news as I said come check me out on stage in Sleeping Beauty at the Tivoli Theatre uh, we're having a great time doing it it's a mental show uh, as I said we got a lovely review in the Irish Times uh, four stars um, and uh, yeah that's pretty great because uh, papers don't like panto so uh, I think it's a good one and um, you will enjoy it I believe uh, also uh, just a few quick thank yous of course to the wonderful Taz Kelleher for being the guest mixing and editing and producing this podcast um, as always, check out her wonderful podcast in the shower with Taz and Marcus. Also, a huge thank you to Liam Moore and Anthony Manley for their wonderful theme music. Uh, thank you to Connor Nolan for the Delhi artwork. And as always, a massive thank you to Paddy and Alan and all at Headstuff for having us on the network. Uh, it's a real honour to be in the company of so many brilliant podcasts. Simple as that. Um, what else do we have to tell you? Happy Christmas. Uh, the Martin Maloney episode uh, will be out next week. It's uh, an absolute cracker. Do uh, be sure that you're subscribed. So that comes right onto your device at the moment. It is out. You know, the news, guys, uh, honestly, have the best Christmas ever. Um, um, as the uh, one of the makers of this show, um, it's been such a cool year for me and um, for us for this podcast. Um, yeah, it's kind of just like an honour that you guys take the time to listen. Um, I used the word earlier, worthwhile. Uh, this is just worthwhile by the fact that it is worthwhile. It's so worthwhile. Um, getting to sit down and talk to these people and having you guys bear witness to those conversations and the fact that you enjoy it is um, a real privilege. Uh, and I don't say that lightly. So... Uh, a real heartfelt thank you um, for taking the time to do it um, I can't wait to bring this project into the new year um, we've got some uh, exciting guests coming up and um, 
loads of blank space in the calendar to fill with some more wonderful people and wonderful conversations i hope so guys um a really happy 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 christmas to all of you i hope it's brilliant and um i kind of feel like pat kenny or something so uh what better way to sign out we'll see you next week for the martin maloney episode of personality bingo with tom Moran. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.